Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happy April Fool's Day, and welcome to episode number 815 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution, where, of course, every day it feels like April Fool's Day here. Ha, ha, ha. No. <laughs> this, is Mr. this is Mr. WCWS, Chad back on the line here with you, as we just had to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling ladies and gentlemen of course as always start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment which we brought to us our 2017 hall of fame news tag team king ice represented here tonight by the ice man himself jd jared Girolamo. jd is a three-time wws hall of famer of course of course a first timer 2015 um, as a member of king ice in 2017 and also, of course, as a member of the Legacy Wing of the Hall of Fame and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. That's a mouthful. <clears throat> uh, of course, t- join us from the TalkShoe chat box, of course, is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is a two-time WWS Hall of Famer. Of course, as you know, the first 2016 Hall of, uh, first-time Hall of Famer course and a member of the 2020 legacy wing of the hall of fame here as well and also part of the broadcast team that brings you raw radio every monday of course right here on talkshoe.com before we get underway with the rest of the itinerary for tonight let's welcome jd and john to what should be an exciting and explosive time as always on episode 815 and yes we know buff blows because he definitely blows big time JD, you have to admit, Buff is the stuff. <laughs> the only stuff he has, however, is people. Yeah, because basically, how much people he's been pissing off over the years and uh, blowing management. 
And he, of course, he goes to Moe's with Homer Simpson and drinks a lot of duck. He can't get enough. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, okay. Our, okay. Uh, our live video feed tonight, ladies and gentlemen, comes to us from our group, of course, as a combined effort between WCWUS and Hell to Forum Wrestling Discussion. It is WCWUS HIAF Alliance. If you care to join us from there here tonight for Revolution Episode 815's live video feed, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS HIAF United. And if you care to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here today, which will include, of course, uh, in addition to, of course, the uh, news and views and history and birthdays tonight, we will be bringing you, of course, some some, uh, some uh, results of, that we have here, of course, some updates, of course, from the uh, the infamous empty arena shows here, of course, of AEW, Dynamite, and also NXT as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we also will be bringing you some fresh matches as part of our WWS Blast from the Past Wrestling Pitch Travaganza, among other things, of course, going on here tonight. So be sure to, of course, like I said, we'll have that coming up here momentarily. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go 9.26 p.m., of course, on, like I said, Wednesday, April the 1st, 2020. And here to bring us tonight's wrestling news and views segment from King Ice, as always, is the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news tonight? Tonight on the April Fool's edition of AEW Dynamite Hour, things are going to be explosive as you would imagine. Here are the matches that we will see. Lance Archer, the big 6'7", 295-pound monster from Japan, formerly makes his AEW in-ring debut. Kenny Omega, however, of the tag team champions, how I take on one half of the best friends, Trent with Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T. Cody, however, the American Nightmare and Darby Allin will take on Sammy Guevara and also Sean Spears, the perfect 10, who I'm sure will have Tully Blanchard in his corner. Meanwhile, over on NXT, Keith Lee and Dominic Jakovic and Damian Priest will meet in a triple threat for the North American title. Velveteen Dream will take on Bobby Fish as the Dream hopes to basically hook in Fish and continue to basically put the Undisputed Era into Dreamland, chasing after Adam Cole in the NXT title. And in a final spot in the ladder match to determine the new number one contender to the NXT Women's title, Dakota Kai will take on Shotzi Blackheart, taking on Deanna Peruso, taking on Shia Lee, taking on Caden Carter, the Filipino sensation, and Aila, if you will. Meanwhile, however, as reported last night, however, AEW has announced they will be doing a new tournament, however, to call themselves the TNT Champion. As a result, next week, the quarterfinals will start with these matches listed. The Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, will take on Cody, however, Sean Spears, formerly Ty Dillinger. Sammy Guevara, the Latin heartthrob, or Spanish god, as I call him the slimebag shithead, will take on the very destructive Darby Allen, the Joker of the AEW roster. Meanwhile, Kip Sabin will take on Dustin Rhodes, and Lance Archer will take on Cole Cabana, however. My. Meanwhile, as announced tonight, however, Jake Hager, however, along with Guevara Ortiz and uh, his inner circle brother, including the former champion, the champion, Chris Jericho, will take on John Moxley, the new AEW champion, in two weeks, however, from the title, however, mind you. 
Meanwhile, in other news, however, Dark Side of the Ring last night had a very interesting turnout, however, mind you, as far as people watching last night. The show, which featured the story about the life and crimes of New Jack Howard, did a number of 229,000, down from 320,000 the week before. And if that's not all, the post-show went down from 127,000 viewers a week ago to 92,000. Meanwhile, however, NXT announced, however, excuse me, not NXT, WWE backstage on FS1's viewership for the first time since March 10 aired last night. As a result, it went up from 35,000 to 134,000 last night. Meanwhile, total bells, however, will continue, however, like I said, however, uh, sorry about that, uh, will continue, however, basically will debut with its fifth season premiere tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, however, on the E! Network, if you will. Meanwhile, however, let's see if we have any other stories to report. I think we do have one, however. As far as sports news goes, however, we do have a couple. Our first thought, happy 91st birthday to former Michigan coach Bo Schembechler. Meanwhile, also, happy 81st birthday to former baseball pitcher Phil Negro. And it was on this date, surprisingly, 35 years ago tonight, that it was no joke. The Villanova Wildcats and Rolly Massimino beat the Georgetown Hoyas, however, in Lexington, Kentucky on this date, 35 years ago tonight, however, 66-64, to win the 1985 Final Four. The Hoyas had won the Final Four the previous year, however, mind you, however, as far as what's going... Sorry about that, folks. We're just trying to do something here. Believe uh, I'm trying to do something here, so bear with me here, folks. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to get this going here. Yes, uh, did defeat the Hoyas. The Hoyas, of course, won the title in 1984 against the Houston Cougars, however. That being said, however, we'll see what we can tell you. This was also the last game for, of course, Believe Rock, Patrick Ewing and the Hoyas Hauer. Ewing, of course, would be drafted a few months later to the New York Knicks at the number one pick Hauer after they had won the eighty-five, or excuse me, the eighty-four Final Four against the Houston Cougars and Guy Lewis and Akeem Olajuwon. The Cougars had also been in the Final Four in nineteen eighty-three. Believe it or not, however, surprisingly, however, with what was going on, however, and as a result, they lost by a bucket to Jim Valvano and the North Carolina State Wolfpack, fifty-four fifty-two. Also, believe it or not, however, in the state, however, was another significant moment 30 years ago that John will mention here in just a few minutes on the news, however. So that being said, however, that is what we got for you on this April Fool's Day. No, that is no joke. Oh, very good. Thank you very much there, of course, J.D. Along with King and W.O. Dwarfy Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. And just like what just said, that's no joke either. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, here is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross's uh, uh, wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, for uh, the very first day of the month of April. And we might, this first moment, I think we all remember quite well, 30 years ago today, that was WWF presented WrestleMania 60 Ultimate Challenge from the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, right near, of course, the home of our own King and W.O. T. Smith. A stadium record 67,678 were in attendance with 560,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That is actually down from 706,000 from WrestleMania 5, year 4. 
At the time of the event, Sky Dome was open for just uh, 10 months, making it the youngest venue to host WrestleMania, a record that stood until WrestleMania 31 when Levi's, I'm sorry, when Levi's Stadium at just nine months old hosted the event. And here I took place. First match was a dark match here uh, as Paul Romo defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. That's for the actual matches. We saw the model, the model Rick Martel defeat Coco Beware. Demolition, of course, Axe and Smash defeated Andre the Giant and Haku to win the tag team titles. Post-match, he raided Andre, and Andre turned on him and his family. But he would appear at WrestleMania 7 the next year. This would be the actual the final televised match for Andre the Giant as his health was in serious decline. Earthquake defeated Hercules. Bruce Beefcake defeated Mr. Perfect as this was his first televised loss in the WWF. Roddy Piper, Bad News Brown, fought to a double countout. This is Piper's first WrestleMania match since 1987. The Hart Foundation beat the Bolsheviks in just 19 seconds, and that's no Bolshevik either. The, 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 the Barbarian defeated Tito Santana. Dusty Rhodes and so defeated Randy Savage and Sherry in a tag team match. Miss Elizabeth was in the corner for Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire, and it would be her last WF appearance to the following WrestleMania order. The, the Orient Express defeated the Rockers in a tag team match. Jim Duggan defeated Bravo. Ted DiBiase defeated Jake Roberts by countout to retain the million dollar title. The Big Boss Man defeated Akeem. Rick Rude defeated Jimmy Snuka, and the Ultimate Warrior would be looking to win the WF title. The match was a title for a title match. The Ultimate Warrior, of course, as you know, was the IC champion at the time and won the WF title, meaning the Intercontinental title was considered vacated. 24 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let's see, I do believe that would be 19, let's see, give me a second. Uh, that, that's right, 1996. That's right. On Monday Night Raw, Mankind defeated Bob Holly by submission. This was Mankind's first WWF match and his in-ring debut. Later on in the show, after The Undertaker defeated Bradshaw, Mankind would attack The Undertaker, setting up the rivalry between the two. 20 years ago today, would put it at the year 2000, WrestleCrap, a, re- a website dedicated to Pokey Fun the book about the worst in professional wrestling was born. Uh, 19 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, 2001, WWF presented WrestleMania 17 from the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. A stadium record 67,920 was in attendance with a record 1,040,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 824,000 for WrestleMania 16. The event was the first major show following the purchase of WCW just over a week earlier, as often considered the peak and, for all intents and purposes, the end of the Attitude Era. The show was a winner for Best Major Show of 2001. Sunday Night Heat pre-show match. X-Pac and Justin Credible defeated Steve Blackman and Grandmaster Sexay. This was X-Pac's last WrestleMania appearance until 2015. And the last appearances were Steve Blackman, Grandmaster Sexay, and Justin Credible as well. Chris Jericho defeated William Regal to retain the IC title. It's William Regal's first WrestleMania. Taz and the APA defeated the right to censor in a six-man tag team match. This is the last WrestleMania match for Bull Buchanan. Kane defeated Raven in the Big Show to retain the hard to regain the hardcore title. 
when they came a triple crown winner. And this is Kane's first singles title where he won the he won the WWF title in June of 1998. Also, this is the first and last WrestleMania appearance for Raven. Eddie Guerrero and Test defeated Test to, to pick up the European title. This is Eddie Guerrero's last WrestleMania appearance until 2003. Kurt Angle defeated Chris Benoit and speaking of many appearances as well until 2003. China defeated Ivory to win the women's title. This is China's last WrestleMania appearance. Shane McMahon defeated Vince McMahon in a street fight with Nick Foley, the special guest referee. This is the first ever WrestleMania match for Vince McMahon. This is Shane's last until 2016 when he battles The Undertaker and his last WrestleMania appearance until 2003. In the middle of the match, Trish Stratus betrayed, betrayed Vince by stabbing him in the face. At the end of the match, Linda McMahon, who was woken from her vegetative state, who was in, since December 2000, gave Vince a low blow. Yes. Edge and Christian defeated the Dudleys and the Hardys to regain the tag team titles in a TLC match. The match had interference from Rhino, Spike, Dudley, and Lita. This was this was both uh, this was both their first WrestleMania appearances. The Iron Sheik last eliminated Sergeant Slaughter to win the given Battle Royal. The participants featured the Bushwhackers, Duke Drossy, Doink, Nikolai Volkov, Tugboat, the Goon, Earthquake, the Gobbledygooker, Hillbilly Jim, Michael Hayes, Kim Chi, Brother Love, One Man Gang, Kamala, Jim Cornette, and Repo Man. This is Iron Sheik's first WrestleMania appearance six. Actually, his first appearance is 1997. His last WrestleMania match was in 1986. The Bushwhackers' first WrestleMania appearance is since 1990, and their First WrestleMania match since 1989. Drossy's first ever WrestleMania match in appearance. Doink's first WrestleMania match since 1994. Volkov's first WrestleMania match since 1990. And his first WrestleMania appearance since 1995. Tugboat's first WrestleMania match since 1992. The Goon's first ever WrestleMania match. Earthquake's first WrestleMania match since 1994. The Gobbly first ever WrestleMania appearance. Hillbilly Jim's first WrestleMania match since 1986. Brother Love's first WrestleMania appearance since 1990. Michael Hayes' first ever WrestleMania match. Kim Chi's first ever WrestleMania match. One Man Gang's first WrestleMania match since 1988. Under the, of course, under that gimmick, but he wrestled as a team on two separate WrestleMania. Technically, WrestleMania match since 1990. Kamala's first WrestleMania match. Jim Cornette's first WrestleMania appearance since 1998, and Repo Man's first WrestleMania match since 1992. The Undertaker defeated Triple H to extend his streak to 9-0. It's Undertaker's first WrestleMania match since 1999. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Rock for the fifth time in the No DQ match. Post-match, Austin shook hands with Vince McMahon turning Austin heel in the process. It's the first time Austin turned heel since 1997. 18 years ago today, put it at 2002, WWF presented a new Monday Night Raw with Ric Flair as the owner. The new WWF, the, the new WWF championship was presented to Triple H. Oh, and of course, there is more. A new stage was set up as well, followed by a new theme song. And also, Stone Cold Steve Austin makes an April Fool's joke on Vince McMahon where he signed the SmackDown, but instead gave McMahon a stunner and he signed with Raw. 17 years ago today, put it at to tape in Spokane, Washington. Rena Mero, of course, no, Mayor, of course, now she's now Mrs. Brock Lesnar, 
returned to the WWE after a four-year absence, interrupting Tori Wilson's celebration of her Playboy magazine cover. She was released from the WWE in May of, in May of 1999, sexual harassment and unsafe working conditions. She sued the WWE for $110 million. Two sides would settle out of court that some of her undisclosed amounts. His second run ended with her second run ended with the WWE in August of 2004. 14 years ago today, put at 2006, their annual Hall of Fame ceremony was induction for Bret Hart, Gene Oakland, the Backjack, Backjack, Tony Atlas, William Perry, Sensational Sherry, and of course the late Eddie Guerrero. This was Brett's first WWE appearance at the infamous Montreal screw job in 1997. Um, 13 years ago today, we put it at 2007. WWE presented WrestleMania 23 all grown up from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. 80,103 were in attendance for the record 1,188,000 homes watching on, making it the most bought show in WWE history. And here are the matches. In a dark match, Claire and Carlito defeated Gregory Helms and Chavo Guerrero in a tag team lumberjack match. Misty, that's Kennedy, defeated Edge, CM Punk, King Booker, the Hardys, Finley, and Randy Orton in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Thank you. This was Jeff Hardy's first WrestleMania appearance since 2002, and CM Punk's first WrestleMania appearance as well. And of course, also Mr. Kennedy, first WrestleMania appearance as Booker T. This would be his last WrestleMania appearance until 2011, and his last WrestleMania match until 2012. The Great Khali defeated Kane. This is the Great Khali's first WrestleMania match. Chris defeated MVP to retain the United States title. This is MVP's first WrestleMania appearance, and Chris Benoit's last WrestleMania appearance ever, based, of course, as we all recall what he did in June of 2007. We don't need details about that. The Undertaker defeated Batista to win the World Heavyweight title. It's Undertaker's first singles title win since 2002 and the first time that he held the World Heavyweight title. The ECW Originals defeated the New Breed. This is Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, and Sandman's first ever WrestleMania appearances. And this is RVD's last WrestleMania appearance ever as well. Bobby Lashley defeated Umaga in the Battle of the Billionaires Hair versus Hair match. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a special guest referee. This is Austin's first WrestleMania appearance since 2005. With Lashley's win, Donald Trump's hair was spared, or his toupee, whatever you want to call it. But, but Vince McMahon forced to lose his. This was a moment where we liked Trump against Vince, but of course, apparently not now. Though both Lashley and Umaga were champions at the time of the match, Lashley was the ECW champion and Umaga was the Intercontinental champion. Now their championship was on the line. This is Donald Trump's first WrestleMania appearance since 2004. As he was seen in the crowd, many times, of course, in 1988, 89, and 91, and also in 2004 as well. And this is Lashley's last WrestleMania appearance until two, in, until of course uh, last year, 2019. Melina defeated Ashley in the Lumberjill match to retain the women's title, and John Cena defeated Shawn Michaels uh, to retain the WWE title. Twelve years ago. Put out in Dusty Rhodes, his spot leaves his spot on the WWE creative team to head creative for WWE's developmental program. Also, on that same day, Hardbody Harrison was sentenced to roll in a federal prostitution and sex trafficking ring from 2001 through 
2005. And in November 2007, he was convicted of 24 counts, including conspiracy, trafficking, witness tampering, forced labor, holding women in debt, slavery, and obstruction. Four people would be sentenced in connection with but there was there is no parole in the federal penal system. Norris will spend life in jail. So today put it at 2012. WB presented WrestleMania Ladies and gentlemen, my apologies there. Apparently we lost we must have, must have lost had a, a internet connection that just went out in the third place. So ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies for that. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, we're we're gonna go back now here. We're just trying to retrace our uh, steps here, of course. Um to give me just one second here. Uh, let's go back here, of course, ladies and gentlemen. It is let's see, we talked about uh let's see. Uh, give me just a second here. 2012, WWE presented WrestleMania 28 once in a lifetime from Sun Life Stadium in Miami, Florida. 78,363 were in attendance with a record 1,217,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a pre-show match, Epico and Primo defeated the Usos, the team of Justin Gabriel and Tyson, and also the team of Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd in a triple threat match to retain the tag team titles. Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan in just 18 seconds to win the World Heavyweight title. Kane defeated Randy Orton. This is Kane's first match under the mask at WrestleMania since 2003. Big Show defeated Cody Rose to capture the IC title. Kelly Kelly and Maria Manuos defeated Beth Phoenix and Eve. The Undertaker defeated Triple H in a Hell in a Cell match with Shawn Michaels as a special referee. This gave the Undertaker his 20th WrestleMania win without a defeat. This is the first Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania since 1999. Team Johnny, of course, John Laurinaitis defeated Team Teddy, which is, of course, Teddy Long, in a 12-man tag team match. CM Punk defeated Chris Jericho by submission to retain the WWE title. And The Rock defeated John Cena in the main event 
This is The Rock's first WrestleMania match since 2004. Four years ago today, we put it at 2016, NXT presented TakeOver Dallas in Dallas, Texas. The Revival defeated American Alpha to capture the NXT Tag Team titles. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Sami Zayn, as this was Nakamura's NXT debut and Zayn's final NXT match. And Asuka defeats Bayley by te- technical submission to win the NXT Women's title. Today is a happy 40th birthday to, of course, MLB's favorite wrestler we just now mentioned a little while ago, Randall Keith Orton, RKO himself. And here's a little bit of history on him. He was he was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, as the son of Elaine, and also, of course, legendary wrestler Cowboy Bob Orton, Bob Orton Jr. He's also the grandson of Bob Orton Sr. and nephew of wrestler turned musician Barry Orton. He has a younger brother named Nathan, who's a stand-up comedian based in New York and a younger sister named Rebecca. Orton attended Hazelwood Central High School, and after graduating from high school in 1998, he was enlisted in the Marine Corps, and received a bad conduct discharge and spent 38 days in the brig at Camp Pendleton. He debuted in wrestling in 2000 and would sign a deal with then WWE in, 2000, in WWF in 2001, and was sent to Ohio Valley Wrestling, where he wrestled Rico and future rival John Cena. He won the uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling Hardcore title twice that year in 2001, respectively. Or continued to work regularly on house shows and dark matches facing Chuck Colombo, Stephen Richards, and Sean Stasiak. He finally made his full TV debut on August, I mean, I'm sorry, April 25th, 2002, scoring an upset victory over Hardcore Holly. And soon after, he would become a fan favorite. Orton earned an undisputed title match with The Undertaker, in which he failed to win. In the fall of 2002, he would be drafted to the Raw brand, but injured his shoulder, leaving him sidelined for months. After Afterwards, he returned as a heel, joining the Triple H's stable Evolution. The group would be pushed to dominance. In 2003, Orton won his first singles title, defeating RVD to win the IC title. Orton would proclaim himself the legend killer, defeating Shawn Michaels and Unforgiven, and, and ending the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin at Survivor Series. And also spitting in Mick Foley's face leading to a match in 2004 between the two, and where Orton beat Foley in the handicap match at WrestleMania 20 with Batista and Flair teaming up with Orton and The Rock teaming up with Mick Foley. Orton would defeat Foley in an Extreme Rules match to retain the Intercontinental title. Backlash and stayed on as champion, but Orton would drop the title to Edge, but Orton would win a battle royal to earn a right to become the world champion at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, he became the youngest world heavyweight champion at age 24 by defeating Chris Benoit to capture the world title. After a successful title defense against Benoit the next night, Evolution turned on Orton with Triple H, giving him a thumbs down. The group attacked Orton, turning Orton in the face. In the process, Orton's one-month reign as champion would come to an end, but Triple H defeated him in Unforgiven. Orton stayed as a face in 2004 and 2005 and had many attempts to win the world title, but he failed. Orton would, be, would turn heel by challenging The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania 21. And even RKO and his girlfriend, Stacey Keebler, as well. WrestleMania, Orton failed to break the streak and had to help him. And even had help from his father, but it just wasn't enough. Orton would be injured in the match, but returned in the summer of 2005. It cost The Undertaker a number one contendership match with JBL. Orton was then traded to the SmackDown brands, of course, first time since 2002, and defeated The Undertaker at SummerSlam and where Bob Orton successfully uh, them out. The Orange would mock the Undertaker by bringing a casket with them. Uh, with them, uh, at no mercy, they defeated the Undertaker in a handicap ta- casket match and set the casket on fire. An Undertaker returned to the 2005 Survivor Series and defeated Orton and Armageddon in a Hell in a Cell match. 2006, Orton was given criticism by making fun of Eddie 
met Ray Mysterio, and even seen that Eddie Guerrero wasn't in heaven, but in hell. He defeated Mysterio in the number one contenders match at No Way Out, but Mysterio was brought back into the match at WrestleMania 22. Orton failed to win the title again as Mysterio would walk out as the champion. That same year, he would join the Raw brand and form an alliance with Edge, the group proclaimed themselves known as Rated RKO. They won the tag team titles over Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, and feuded with also D-Generation X, but the group disbanded early in 2007. Orton would, have, would move back to the main event, moving back to the main event status, where he had a ruthless attitude and put more competitors on the show by using a signature punt, punt, putting competitors out of action. He would punch Shawn Michaels at Judgment Day 2007, and also punted Dusty Rhodes as well. Orton was named the number one contender for the WWE title, and also punted John Cena's father in, right there as well. At no mercy, while Cena was down with an injury, Orton would defeat Triple H in a last man standing match to win the WWE title. But before that, Orton kicked off the show by winning the title by forfeit. Orton would spend the next six months as champion defending title against the likes of Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Jeff Hardy, Triple H, John Cena, and others. But Orton would lose the title at Backlash to Triple H. After failing to win the title twice, Orton suffered another injury but returned to Raw to challenge CM Punk for the World Heavyweight title. And forgiven, he cost Punk the world title, and Chris Jericho would replace CM Punk to win the world heavyweight title. In late 2008, Orton would form Legacy with Cody Rhodes, <clears throat> Ted DiBiase, of course, Manu, and also Sim Snuka. But Orton immediately kicked Manu and Snuka out, and Orton would go on another tear. 2009, Orton punted Vince McMahon in the skull, and also RKO Triple H's wife Stephanie, as well, leading to a match between the two. At WrestleMania 25, with Orton failing to win the WWE title again against the game. At Backlash, he would defeat Triple H to win the WWE title in a six-man tag team match. Orton would hang on to the title, but he would drop it at Extreme Rules to Batista. Orton would win it back after Batista was injured due to a shoulder injury. Orton would drop the title at Breaking Point to John Cena, but would regain it back at Hell in a Cell, only to drop it again to once again to John Cena. Orton would eventually turn face in 2010 after Legacy had turned on him and stayed on the Royal Brand. At Night Champions, he won the title again over Sheamus, but lost the title to The Miz in November. In 2011, Orton was drafted to SmackDown and captured the World Heavyweight title over Christian, not once but twice. But Orton would lose the title to Mark Henry. In 2012, he had many feuds with the likes of Kane, Alberto Del Rio, Wade Barrett, Dolph Ziggler, and others. He wasn't doing much in 2012. In 2013, he did much by feuding with Daniel Bryan. He would win the Money to Bank match and turn heel again by winning the title, cashing in and joining the authority, and would win it again at Hell in a Cell until dropping the title at WrestleMania 30. Orton stayed with the authority. The authority. By the way, Min is on. He returned Well, uh, well, they'll wait until I get done doing this. Um, uh, just, just tell him I'll, I'll, I'll bring him on momentarily. Uh, he returned feeding with Seth competing him at WrestleMania 31, but another injury sidelined him again in the fall of 2015 and would return in 2016 on the SmackDown branding where he feed with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Of course, he was defeated by Brock Lesnar. He would then feed with Bray Wyatt and win the Royal Rumble match for the second time in his career. Uh, of course, John didn't mention him in 2009. Of course, Orton won the WWE title again over Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 33. Of course, he dropped the title of Jinder Mahal at Backlash. Orton and Mahal would have feuds in the summer of 2017, with Orton losing the third Punjabi prison match to Jinder Mahal. Orton would win another title in 2018, capturing the U.S. title, but would drop it at WrestleMania 34, also to Mahal. Orton turned heel again in the summer of 2018, feuding with Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio, where Orton used a screwdriver on Hardy in their Hell in a Cell match. 
He would then have a feud with AJ Styles at WrestleMania 35 in where Styles won, and he attempted to win the title against Kofi Kingston, but failed to win it back. Orton was then was then put back to the Raw brand in 2019 and became a face for a while until the Royal Rumble match where Edge eliminated him. But the next night on Raw, Orton would turn heel once more on Edge by delivering a concerto and do the same thing to Matt Hardy and also RKOing Beth Phoenix as well. Orton and Edge, of course, are currently slated to face off each other this year at WrestleMania 36 in a last man standing match. And John said that's all he's got as far as he knows for all the uh, wrestling uh, history and birthdays here. Uh, let me let me see if we have uh, – let me see. And, and John, forgive me, but, but I just want like, to double-check just to make absolutely certain. Um, uh, I'm not doubting your word, John, but I'd just like to just take a look because there's a, there's a nice little page I like to look at. Actually, there is one. There is one other birthday. I uh, mean, it's not as well known, but um, see. But we do wish a very happy thirty-first uh, birthday to Jesse Sorensen. That name is familiar. I can't think about who that is. DNA. Oh, he's in t- are you, is he cur- still he, currently a, I a wrestler? There, I think I'll have to check. Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, Tina, I, I, Tina competitor Jesse Sorensen turns 31 years old here today, so happy birthday to him as well as, of course, Randy Orton here today. John, thank you very much for the history yes, and birthday to today. And JD. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, JD. And JD, thank you very much for the rest of the news reviews for tonight here as well. Let's Actually, bring the number one more time. Here, folks. He was uh, trained by Bubba and Devon and Brian Nobbs. He competed in Florida Underground Wrestling. He was known as Ryan Sorensen. Which is Jesse with a Y. This is his birth name, born in Bloom, Texas. He, of course, uh, like I said, made an NXT appearance in July 2015, losing to Corbin. In August of August 19, he teamed with Aaron Solo, Mr. 450, and Johnny Vandal in an eight man tag against Enzo, Cass, and the Hype Bros, losing again. He made another appearance in November, losing to Paul Cruz that year. February 2016, he made another appearance, losing to Elias, and then he lost to Chiafa in March as well. Uh, Florida Underground Flash Champion once and Tag Team Champions with Nick Fame. He was also the Paragon Pro Wrestling Champion once and also the Tag Team Champion once in that same promotion with Wes Briscoe without the E. A little history there. Okay. Right, thank you, J.D. Appreciate that. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. This is episode 815 of WWS Revolution. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman, Jerry Geronimo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you did hear J.D. mention, I do believe we do have someone here on the line now. And I do believe we're getting about ready to bring him in right now. Of course, brief introduction, ladies and gentlemen. He's, of course, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is a frequent, uh, of course, uh, a visitor to, of course, all of our shows here in the radio network here as well. And also the WWUS GWI Wrestling Forum chat box, uh, where we do, of course, get, we also, he also posts a few stories here and there, of course, there as well, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, now get ready to come in on the line here, ladies and gentlemen, coming into us from Georgia, the king of clubs himself, the one and the only, 
Mr. Mitt Patel. Mitt, welcome to 815 of Revolution tonight, sir. Thank you for being patient with us. No problem. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, uh, Mitt, I was reading the uh, wrestling history and birthdays, and then I had a internet hiccup, as they say. So that's why I just now noticed that you were that you were waiting to get on the line. So my apologies there for your wait. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I thought we had somebody else as well, but I'll have to be monitoring this very carefully. But uh, we'll uh, we'll double check that here, and uh, we'll bring him on here, of course, here momentarily. In the meantime, here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, JD, in the meantime, sir, uh, while we wait, of course, if we, if we don't have anybody else popping in here on the line, uh, just for the time being, just give us any updates about AEW. Let's hold off on NXT for, for just a brief moment. Um, but any updates about AEW, sir, please go ahead and bring that to us. Yes, we do have updates here. And yes, however, we will let you know what's going on at Dynamite tonight. It was a very interesting night, as you would expect, however, of course. Kenny Omega took on Trent Teller in our opening contest of the evening. Chuck, uh, let's just say Chuck, however, and Orange Cassidy were at ringside, however, if you will, however. Uh, very good opening contest. Kenny Omega won the contest, however, in 19 minutes, 10 seconds with the V-Trigger and the one-winged angel, however, as he came back on these strikes, the V-Trigger and the one the, basically the one-winged the one winged angel won it, however, but he countered back with knee strikes. A V trigger, but like I said, this was a good, good opening contest between these two, however, and they showed respect to each other after the match as well, however. So, Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, however, aka Trent, huh? and uh, Chucky e. T, aka Chuck Taylor, however, like I said, however, who's got the foot long? Sorry about that, I'm watching Tom Tom right now, they just showed the part right there. Akuro Shida then took on a newcomer, Anna J, with two Y's. Uh, the knee strike, of course, followed up and then did the deal with the Falcon Arrow, and no one kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. Uh, then, of course, we saw a package, of course, like I said, huh? <laughs> like I said, Akura Shida won against Anna J with two eyes in five minutes, five seconds, like I said. Of course, the knee strike followed up and then did the deal with the Falcon Arrow, and of course, no one kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. Like I said, Jay did get sassy with Shida, however, early in the contest, but like I said, uh, this was, like I said, probably so far out of the first two matches, This the first match was very, very good. Then, of course, we saw a video package from Moxley and Jake Hager. And, of course, in two weeks, however, Hager says, however, it says, however, Hager won't beat him. Hager says he won't beat him, however. Jericho says the inner circle does things for themselves, while Mox says he's a one-man army who will defend his championship with his life, uh, which, of course, is setting up the big match in two weeks. Uh, yeah, Jake Hager says that, uh, Mox won't beat him. Yeah, why don't you just have your mouth in Jericho's balls and his ass, too, there, Hager. You daffy duck Donald Trump lover wannabe. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And you're going to get beat by the AEW champion unless you have to have your little boyfriends help you, along with a champion of only Jack off Jericho, who will probably be sucking your ass just at that title back in the inner circles camp. As they'll find a way to probably bury Moxley, maybe, after holding the title for just a short time. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Then, of course, we have an interesting promo by Jake the Snake Roberts hyping up Lance Archer's debut, of course. And, of course, Lance Archer took on Marco Stunt. Uh, of course, Jake says that Cody keeps playing games and that doesn't make him happy. He also says they have an ace up their sleeve and hope Cody is smart enough to be afraid. He also says that Brandy wears the pants in the family. Yeah, keep insulting the Rose family a little bit more there, Jake. 
keep running your stupid little mouth, however, and look where it's going to get you. You're going to be snapped in half either by Dustin Rhodes or by the American Nightmare. And then you can go cry back to your little boyfriend, Lance Archer, and basically to Tony Khan say, however, I should have kept my mouth shut when I didn't know when to keep quiet, however. But speaking of keep quiet, however, Lance Archer definitely didn't keep quiet here in his debut. He absolutely befuddled, and that's, I wouldn't say befuddled, he absolutely squashed Marco Stunt beyond words, and what he did after was absolutely ridiculous. Then, of course, we have the exalted Vince McMahon wannabe of AEW, Brody Lee, running his stupid mouth yet again. Then, of course, we have Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall take on Dark Orders 8 and 9. Of course, Dustin Rhodes and QT defeated the Gim Squad of Pulp Fiction here in short order. Then, of course, we go to a video package of Jericho, of course, saying that tonight how he's not going to show up. But who shows up to cut off the proceedings? Yes, Vanguard 1, as it arrives at the Jericho estate. Jericho runs down Matt, and Vanguard 1 cuts him off. Her. Jericho then promos on Vanguard and tells him apologizing to him for last week. As a result, he offers Vanguard a chance to join the inner circle. Vanguard takes it quickly and disappears. Jericho quickly releases the hounds and chases after Vanguard 1, who flies away. So it looks like we're going to see the continued innovation of the feud between Jericho and Matt Hardy. That being said, I would not be surprised if we see these two go out at some point on a pay-per-view, however, like Double or Nothing, or possibly on Dynamite, maybe. We'll just have to wait and see. And then we go to the main event, which was pretty good, however. Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears defeating uh, Cody and Darby Allin, which was a surprise, because once again, however, mind you, however, as a result, however, and... As a result, Sammy and Sean Spears get a cheap win, however you want to call it that, however, despite the fact like Darby's going to use the chair, however, on Sammy and Sean Spears. However, after the matchup, Darby took a shot on Cody, however, mind you, basically, and that leads me to wonder what's going to happen next week when these two get it on in the first round of the AEW TV title tournament match, however. Overall, yeah, it wasn't a bad show tonight, however, but once again, however, it shows once again that Sammy Guevara, the slime, slimy little shithead snake in the grass, and his little boy, the perfect 10 Ty Dillinger, however, if you will, a.k.a. Sean Spears, minus Tully Blanchard, get a, well, let's just say a very unique, questionable, shady win against uh, Cody and Darby Allen. Uh, like we said, we also had a good match, however, to start out the show. The only match that really wasn't good tonight, however, and it was really a mismatch, you want to call it that, and it was a squash, however, was, of course, the debut of Vance Archer, uh, beating, literally, in short order, in no time flat, however, in less than five minutes, Marco Stunt, who, of course, as we said, didn't have Jungle Boy with him, and Luchasaurus. Had they been there, I don't think it would have made a difference. I mean, Lance Archer right now is a totally destructive, dangerous psychopath, even without Jake Roberts managing him this week. However, he's showing that six foot six, two 290, 295, 300 pound ability, that he is a guy that you do not want to screw around with right now. And if I'm John Moxley, if I'm Jericho, hell, if I'm even Matt Hardy or even Cody Keller, let alone Darby Allen, I would be very, very careful not to piss this guy off. This guy is not here to play games. This guy is here to destroy and just cause damage and destruct cause destruction anywhere he can. And whether or not he continues to insult the Rhodes family, whether it be Brandy, Cody, uh, Dustin Rhodes, however, it doesn't really matter. I mean, all I can say is be aware, guys. Be aware this guy right now means business. And, yeah, he's been running his mouth quite a bit with Jake, however, in insulting the Rhodes family. But the question is, however, 
is going to catch up with him eventually. It's going to be at a point where he's going to be putting his foot in his mouth one too many times and be destroyed, or is he going to be the one doing the destroying, How like he's already shown already early on, however, and we've seen over the years, in case some of us have seen him, some of us haven't seen him, I will tell you right now, as I said earlier, be very careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Like I said, right now, if I'm the Rhodes boys, Howard, and if I'm Brandy, I'd be very, very careful not to cause any more uh, destruction or damage at this point. Because right now, however, if you do, Howard, this guy might just do those two things and then some. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, overall, the only match I did like tonight was the uh, Lance Archer-Marco Stunt match. But again, if you go back and watch him, what he did afterward, by picking up Marco Stunt like a child, like a baby, if you will, and heaving him into the audience with the gun squad, I mean, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Now, going to NXT, we saw a good opening matchup. The Velveteen Dream, of course, uh, beat Bobby Fish. Apparently, the Undisputed Era continuing to have their problems, apparently. The Era of thinking, just when they were going to hook in the Dream, put him down in Dreamland, however, the question was, could they? Could he do it tonight? Would he be able to do it? Well, unfortunately, it was not to be the case here. Then, of course, we saw Dexter Loomis versus Jake Atlas. Loomis, of course, a newcomer, however, apparently wins uh, with uh, some type of an Anaconda Vice a la CM Punk in short order. Then we show another vignette, of course, of Killer Cross. And the question is, when are we going to see Killer Cross make his debut? My guess is it's going to be next week, possibly, at some point during the Gargano Chiapa brawl, however, that's going to be happening next week. I would not be surprised. Then we go to a very unique match, however, the second chance Galton match, Aila versus Dakota Kai versus Deanna Peruzzo versus the Filipino uh, sensation Caden Carter versus Shotzi Blackheart versus Shia Lee. And you've got to give Shotzi Blackheart a ton of credit here. I mean, she looked like she was ready to win tonight and make a statement. She looked good tonight. Unfortunately. She really What's that? She really looked good tonight in terms of... Yeah, that's what Fonzie said, too. Her character. And in the end, however, unfortunately, it was not to be, however. Dakota Kai somehow, someway... Got a fluke win, however, and now the question is, what's going to happen now with the whole NXT situation with the women? Are we going to see down the road Dakota and Rhea? Possibly, yeah. Do we see Dakota and Charlotte? I hope not for a while, at least, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Then we go to Juan King Wild versus Kushida, and Kushida continues to show how tough he can be, even though Juan King Wild gave it a good effort. And then we go to the main event, ladies and gentlemen, the big triple threat match, Keith Lee versus the Destroyer, Dominic Dijakovic versus the very innovative Helen. Destroyer, Damian Priest. What's that? Dijakovic. Thank you. Dijakovic. Dijakovic, thank you. And as a result, Keith Lee somehow, someway, uh, came out with a victory, Howard, and it was a big, big win for him, Howard, considering a lot of people thought he was going to lose the North American title against one of these two big destroyers, but in the end, Howard, Keith Lee hung tough and showed why he continues to be the very uh, long, let's just say, lanky, and dare I say, dare, dare, lion of the eight, of the NXT roster right now, hungry and feasting on anyone in his path and anyone who wants to take a step up to challenge him, Howard. He shows how he is not going to give up that title like a fresh piece of steak, let's just say. And once again, he chewed right through the competition, although it was tough, however. He came through with a big win and as a result retained the North American title. So yeah, both shows tonight, pretty damn good, I gotta say. But again, I have to say, somehow, someway, I just think... I said this last week, I thought NXT was going to pull off 
the uh, stop AEW's winning streak, however, that they've been winning a lot of uh, the shows so far in the new year. Tonight, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say who won this week as far as the viewership goes. I mean, last week I thought NXT, however, was going to have a edge on AEW somewhat, however, and they came up a little short. This week, I don't know. I mean, I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again, like I said last week. I mean, this week I'm going to say it, and I might be right this week. Who knows? I said it last week, and I was wrong, but I'm going to say it here and now. I think for some reason this week, even though we're all winners here in this case, however, on both Wednesday night shows, I think this week, however, I think NXT just might have nipped AEW barely, not by much, however, in the viewership poll, because I think you had two good matches, the uh, six-pack women's match and, of course, the big triple threat North American title, although I will say AEW came right back with two good matches of their own, the main event with uh, the tag match, which was very entertaining, and the opening match, which was absolutely a good match between Omega and Trent. So, yeah, it's it's tough to call who's going to come out on top this week, but I think NXT is just going to get by them, I think, merely. Not by much, though, but I think by a hair. But we'll have to wait and see what the final numbers are tomorrow. But overall, yeah, both shows, again, delivering a very good Wednesday night uh, product. And i got to say, my hat's off to both uh, AEW and NXT once again. Thank you very much. And uh, I was only going to ask us to do one of them, but that's, that's all right because I was hoping to see if uh, – if our NXT guy was going to be with us tonight. And I think he is about to. Uh, so, uh, but, but thank you, JD, for, for that. Of course, we'll do, we'll do more. Of, we'll do more, of course, we we'll bring your opinion, our opinions from these guys from NXT and AEW, of course, tomorrow night on the end of the Wolfpack. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, now we get ready to come on the line here. He's a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. And also, of course, a member of the 2020 Legacy Wing of the WWS Hall of Fame. He's known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. And he's also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. Also, if you think of his other nickname, ladies and gentlemen, you got to go back to that classic 66 Tom Happy Days, in which, of course, one of the central characters went a little something, I do believe, just like this. It went A. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie now on the line here with us. Fonzie, we apologize for your wait, but we do appreciate your patience, sir. Welcome to 815 Force of Revolution. I'm sure probably you have also been been continuing to keep up, of course, with NXT. Uh, um, What is, uh, if you have enough, if you have, uh, I know, I will go and take JD May mentioned a little something about it, but if you want to mention, uh, anything about uh, any updates that you have from what you have seen about NXT? Please go ahead. Uh, well, Keith Lee retains his North American Championship tonight. Um, next week we got uh, is six. Woman the ladder match. Ladder match next week. It's determined um, the number one contender for women's women's NXT championship. Um, uh, there was then um, Blackheart won three out of four competitors or gauntlet for the final spot the six women which the uh the couldn't 
Dakota won. Um, so she's in the final spot with the women six women's ladder match. Uh, other than that, I can't wait for see you next week. Uh, Blackheart versus Rebelheart for the final time. Uh, yep. She's playing Gargano. Yeah, mm-hmm. she'll be good. And like I said, the women's ladder match next week for the number one contender and whoever's uh, going to win, Charlotte or Rita. Uh, I think that was it. I don't think uh, JD probably hit their spot. Okay. The two known names we never yeah. heard of. <laughs> yeah, we talked about, uh, I, just, I just mentioned them. Uh, there are, the one we mentioned was uh, Dexter Loomis and Jake Atlas. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about, and we also talked about Kushida Wonky Wild. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's all I got to say. I can't wait for next week. And so who? Who would you say yeah. is your early prediction, Fozzie? What's up? Say, what's your early prediction for that ladder match? Uh, I'm gonna say if I'm gonna say uh, what's oh, a face? Uh. Tia, whatever her freaking name is, JD. You know who's in the women's JD. You know the names. Okay. <laughs> Dino's Dakota. Uh oh, Mia Yim. That's it. I'm picking that'd Mia good. Yim. That'd be good, but I'm yeah. thinking it's going to be Dakota Kai based off what happened at. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Too, with his gr- or girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I didn't, I wasn't going to use that terminology, but no, no, no. I'm just saying her friend, uh, <laughs> her helper, which she did tonight. Her lesbian, her lesbian yeah. friend. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, there I go. Uh, yeah, Chad. Yeah. That's all yeah. I got to say about the matches tonight. So the NXT. I'm game I say Dakota Kai. For those you... oh, I say hey. Dakota Kai because of what happened back in November. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she could. She could. I'm surprised Tegan Knox was not in this, though. But you know what? I I'm gonna go with you on that one. I think Tegan Knox is in this, JD. Oh, she is. Yeah, this was the final spot. Okay, so who, for the, right, the, the number okay. six. Okay, who? Well, right, who Dakota Nia, Dakota won her spot for the final spot. Uh, Mia Yim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
When you you distract JD. Shall I see Blackheart? No, no, no. The she other one you just said. CLE, the Chinese yeah. girl. Uh, you just said it, J.D. Tia. Tegan Knox. Yeah, she's in it. Okay, yeah. Tia Knox, Dakota Kai, Shia Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I just said Mia Yim and I think Kansas. Kansas LeRae, yeah. Kansas LeRae. Yeah. I'm picking Kansas LeRae. I'm taking Kansas LeRae. I like her. Yeah. I think she has a great chance to win this tournament. I mean, Kansas is my, uh, she's my sleeper. I'm going to go with Kansas LeRae on this one. Well, sleep with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. JD suffers from boom boom phobia. It's the fear of having Dolly Parton fall. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, finish, finish what you say before I say something else. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Please finish. Yeah. I'm thinking Dakotas are going to win because based off what happened in November, it's unlikely Tegan going to last because, you know, Dakota Flynn is going to help her. Oh, yeah, Raquel Gonzalez, yes. So that's why I'm picking Tegan. I'm thinking Kansas. I think Kansas has a surprise up her sleeve, I think, in this one. I do not like her chances with her and against Rhea Whipley. Sorry. Mm, true. Good point. Speaking of which, let me ask you, and I'm, I'm, we're gonna talk, I think we're going to mention this at some point. What were your thoughts about the new Jack show last night? Well, we talked about this earlier behind the scene. That documentary was very, very tense. And it was really good. Very well done the way they did it. Oh, this. It's a fair not getting it. Yeah. Okay. Which as JD has that fear of not. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of speaking of dark side of the ring. Gotta throw something out at you guys. I read this story came out today, as a matter of fact, on 411 Mania, in which their wrestling podcast, by the way, they have audio for it on that page where the story is, if you want to go back and hear it. They interviewed the producer of this show, and they were asking him about how it felt to work with Martha Hart about doing the one about Owen. I hope and they he, do that. Well, I mean, he said that, that Martha Hart acted really kind, very sweet, and and then say when, when yeah, I mean it's yeah. And um and uh, and, and of course this gives a very he said it was a, you probably, it was probably end up giving a very unique opportunity as you know, telling them of course what their thoughts were about what the act but about the what they're saying is the real story behind the situation with of circumstances that, of course, of of the death of Owen Hart, of course, how it caused that rift between Martha Hart and WWE, and also how it kind of hurt the Hart family. 
Uh, of course, mm-hmm. that's because they actually even said even a lot of everybody in the Hart family has forgiven uh, them for what happened to Owen. The person that has not but that part. is Martha. That was that. Oh. <laughs> that well, well, I'm going to have to nickname them here, uh, Miss. First off, it was a belch. Second of all, that's what we now call the Fonzie part. Hey! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Fonzie goes, <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, but back uh, to what you were saying. Yeah, back to what you were saying about Owen Hart and Martha Hart thing. It kind of yeah. threw me off. I think it was three years ago when she said she forgave Dodori. And I'm like, okay, you forgave Dodori, then how come we can't play him in the Dodori 2K series? And also, even standing in the story. Right. Well, see, see, the thing about it is, even standing in the story about how everybody here in the wrestling community is saying that Martha is the reason and the holdout while Owen is not in the Hall of Fame. Of course, obviously, we've known that for quite a long time. Because she's been very vocal about that. Oh, and I got to tell you one. I don't know if you saw this. This was this actually was a trending story on 411 Mania. I got to throw this out. She also. But 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 I gotta but I gotta read but I gotta mention mention this to you. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna do one. <clears throat> no, not that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, no, I was no, I was bringing some flavored water that actually was. That actually kind of helped me clean me out a little bit. I need. I'm gonna get a lot more of that. That's by the way. That's good stuff. That tastes like Seven Up and Sprite. So that's why. I, that's why I like it. Oh, by the way, did y'all know that uh, that Joe uh, Kylie Ray is now on Impact? Yeah, I heard about that yeah. actually. Yeah, that's a really good deal. That is a real good deal. Her debut. Last last night, she debuted on Impact. And she won her first match. So, um, anyway, let me see. Let me see if I, let me see if I can find this. Well, this story was trending. I definitely got to find it. Oh, by the way, I actually probably heard this as well, but uh, we got to send some thoughts and prayers out tonight here, guys. I read this on Outside the Ropes earlier tonight. Michelle McCool's nephew was killed in a car accident Sunday night. Oh, wow. 18 wow. years old. 18 years old. 18 years old. Let me read that story while I try to find yeah. this other. Here's, here's that story right here. This is the story right here. It came from, uh, let me see who I give credit to here too. Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. I'm going to read this. came out today. Let me read the story. The St. Augustine record reports that on Sunday night, Michelle McCool's 18-year-old nephew, Rhett, passed away in Palaka, Florida. I think that's where Michelle McCool was originally from, I think. After a car accident, he was driving his 2014 Chevrolet Silverado. It was a truck. Oh, dear God. Around seven o'clock when his car veered off the road onto the shoulder in a ditch and then into a tree. It overturned and sadly, both people were thrown out. Sadly, Rhett was pronounced dead at the scene while his companion, 20-year-old Brittany Green, was in critical condition at a hospital in Gainesville, Florida. And she actually posted a tribute to him and a picture of him on Instagram. I won't read the whole thing, but uh, if you've got Instagram, you need to find it and read that. It is um, very hard. It is very. Yeah, my heart goes out to it, 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 and, and Mark. And that sucks. Okay. 
Okay, I can't find that thing anymore because this is this story. The thing I'm going to read posted last Thursday. But I'm going to go ahead and just bring it to you in a nutshell what it is. Currently, you know, as y'all know, R. Anderson's got a podcast. Up. Y'all probably know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week, and last week, he he talked about in reference to the match at WrestleMania between Triple H and Sting. How Vince McMahon or people were feeding, were feeding, were telling the announcers, feeding the announcers what to say during that match, and that's why you heard so many people berating Sting those, out of those announcers, especially JBL. You know JBL laid it on thicker than thicker than uh, thicker than butter on bread. Y'all, y'all heard that. Y'all know that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Michael Cole. Remember, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler didn't say anything that i thought was that i thought was any but that's how i was intending for sting but the thing about it is abl who i'm sure at the time and probably still does this very day will do anything you know to kiss each of this man's old butt cheeks in order to be in his good graces we're glad we're gladly chop somebody's head off for him probably. and that's probably and that's how that's what happened here just berated him you know and it's all like vince was telling vince was saying Okay, that we took you took 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 the biggest the the, the final nail in the coffin right here for WCW. We got the last remaining remnant, and like I said, since one of our guys beat their last their 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 last stalwart, their last mainstay, and all whatever, that you know we're now the dominant force and all that. They thought they were going to put us out of business, but you're but um, so if you find out on 411 Mania. Like I said, you, and there's audio on there talking about it too, and he talks about that. You need to find that and, and look at that. But yeah, JBL, JBL was was not was not give was not given any was not given Sting any credit at all whatsoever. Was not. I mean, if you heard, if you remember the announcement during that match, I do. Yeah. I watched that match on YouTube the other day. They posted it not too long ago. And I watched that whole match, and JBL did not give Sting any, any, any credit. Did not give him any status as a legendary superstar at all, whatever. I mean, the only time he ever did was when Sting debuted at Survivor Series in 2014, when he called, when he did refer to Sting, of course, as by his, well, it was another nickname Sting went by, was of course, was, you remember, was the franchise. You remember, he went by the franchise in WCW for a while. Mm-hmm. As other than that, JBL. Pretty much, kind of just buried Sting, and they and they and Arn Anderson felt felt very very strongly that Vince McMahon or somebody at WWE was feeding that to the announcers. That tell them the announcers, I want you to say that. I want you to 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 pretty much put Triple H over on Sting, butter Triple H up and all that, but bury Sting. That's pretty much what they were telling. That right there kind of made me silly. It, it really did. I mean, Mitt, you said it yeah. last night. You're like me. You're, you're mm-hmm. a WCW fan through and through, even though they're no longer around. That's that's like me. And I, I said that too. That right there was very well, disrespectful. That's well, a slap in the face and then some. Well, I would have to say this. Yeah, I mean, it was like I, I said, JBL was, about, was one of the. Sorry. Please, go ahead. I will say this about WCW. If WCW was still alive, 
I truly believe AJ Styles wouldn't be a TNA superstar. He would have been the face of WCW. Yep, I agree. I would definitely agree with that. I would, I would, I would, I would agree with you because because it's like I because it's like I said because it's because like I said before. I mean, I think that if they if they had put several things in the mix, okay, and and mm-hmm. and, and, and during the thing they did in 2001. Now, it would have been interesting to see if WWF had lost that match in 2001. Where, what, what would they have done with WCW? Would WWF still be around? Or now probably WWE? Not. Probably not. You're probably, you're probably right. I mean, what would they have called it? I mean, would it have been called WCW? Would they have brought back Nitro? Would it but they brought would they, would they called Raw Nitro? Would it be called SmackDown Thunder? Were they reading like SmackDown Thunder? I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, would they no, but no, seriously, but, 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 but keep in mind, but keep in mind, SmackDown Thunder was competition for SmackDown, like like uh, Nitro was for Raw. Am I right about that? I mean, yep. yeah, seriously, it was. It was. I'm, I'm saying, but I'm saying it's a what if. If that if that turned around a little, bit. I mean, would they have been permitted? What would they have permitted? You know, um, you know, from, 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 um, you know, been able to come up with something like that. Personally, admit you may JD. You admit may agree with me. Fonte, I guess has to agree right, unless God. something happened. And John, and John says he John said left here a little while ago. He said. He's going to do his thing in about 25 minutes, so he'll be, be that prepared. He'll be on it momentarily. So we thank John and Fonzie for popping on. Hopefully Fonzie will be back on with us momentarily, I hope. But, man, let me go ahead and say this. You, me, JD, we're old school fans. Mm-hmm. We appreciated, we, uh, we loved, respected, and appreciated what WCW did, did we not? Yes. We appreciated what they brought to the they had the great moments there. Am I right about that? I mean, they had mm-hmm. a lot of great moments there. If it wasn't for WCW, there was one face that you would not have had, and that was Goldberg. Without that, you wouldn't have had Goldberg. Trust me. And what was ironic, you know, that I remember back in 03 when Stone, they were doing the co-general manager thing with Bischoff and Stone Cold, how Shane McMahon, you know, when Shane McMahon was coming back on, he wanted to take on Kane because of what of what uh, of what Kane did to his mother and everything like that. You know, the thing about it is, you know, how Shane kind of almost was getting in the face of Bischoff and all that. You know, that would have been interesting to see if, you know, I mean, I mean, what if Shane if, if WCW did still exist at this point, to that point? You know, what would would Shane would have brought Bischoff in? I would highly mm-hmm. doubt that. That would be one thing that him and his dad would have in common. They probably wouldn't have Bischoff involved in any of that stuff. Now, as for ECW, they could have done that a little bit differently with the way they actually did it. They, they, they took a chance at the ECW. Now, how long did that last? What, two years? Mm-hmm. Three years, maybe? 
I don't know why they just didn't get now. It would have been interesting to see to see them do that do that same concept with WCW. But obviously they probably didn't. I mean, I think it's because of the fact that WCW gave Vince McMahon so much grief over the years that I don't think he really wanted to be bothered with that ever. He wanted to leave it all on the network. That's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. That's all he wanted. That's all they wanted to do. They wanted to leave everything like that on the network. I mean, the thing is, what also got me was was that I remember remember the lead up to WrestleMania 31. You remember the thing where Triple H and Sting confronted each other that was the fast lane? Was it before WrestleMania 31? Yeah, it was. Uh, what, it was. What, what, no, what Elimination Triple H Chamber. Would have done. Was it Elimination no, it was Chamber? Fat, well, it was no, it was fast lane. I think it was fast lane. In 2015. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was fast lane. Where, yeah. where Sting, where, where Triple H challenged Sting to confront him, and 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 then that's when they made the match for WrestleMania 31 between the two. So Sting just took the bat, made Triple H drop a sledgehammer, and uh, and put and put the bat bat right underneath Triple H's chin, and then took it away from his chin and pointed it right at the WrestleMania logo above the ring they're like like a lot like a lot of guys like a lot of guys that have done over the years same fashion but my personal opinion here is like i said if the fans still remember it they still show the clips on youtube and all that i know it doesn't do that justice i really i really know that but you know what the us fans that remember it the us fans that know it we truly 100 percent Without a shadow of a doubt, respect it, and we're going to. And all we can do is just simply just is just simply just remember everything that it brought to the table. It it birthed the NWO. It gave it brought Goldberg into the mix. Uh, Like I said, what what else happened? Uh, uh, Let me see. It actually, it actually boosted a lot of careers. I think it boosted. Uh, let me see. Ben Wallace, Malenko's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, Perry Saturn. Uh, it put Buff Bagwell from being part of the American Males to a part of the NWO. Remember that, uh, Ray Mysterio. Like I said, it brought him up to prominence. Uh, of course, the Giant got well known, so that's where he debuted was in WCW. Where now we know him as the Big Show. But mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, also, he gave he gave the, the the legends more and more to run with, like Flair, Triple uh, Triple A, Double A, <laughs> Triple A. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Uh, Triple A. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't gone dead like a triple A fabric. Double A, that's what I meant to say. Um, of course, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, another legend there. Uh, uh, of course, of course, it made it made like of course legends of legends out of guys like Booker T and DDP. You know that. Don't forget, Stone Cold came from WCW too. Yeah, that is true. 
And also, of course, a little side side note, y'all know Triple H did after all these years, Triple H berate WCW. That's where he actually saw, we saw a lot of people saw him for the first time on TV. Was in am I right? It was in WCW. Yes. He was he was Jean Jean Paul Jean. Yeah, but he's also known as Jean Paul Levesque. Mm-hmm. He was known he was known. He went, he went technically it was by his, almost it was almost close to his real name, but because his real name is Paul Levesque. But um but he was called Jean Paul. But, but yeah, he was also known as Terra Terra Rising. I don't know who came up with that, but that was uh yeah. I'm back. Uh and JD went to the king. Okay. <coughs> anyway. <I'm back. coughs> yeah. Oh, I'm back. You're black. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, there, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, um, there's a lot of moments, like I said in WCW, that, like I said, that you know that Vince cannot, that cannot take away from. I give he you the number to. one thing. Sorry, I give you the number one moment he cannot take away from WCW. Please. The night when nobody expected Hogan turned heel and joined the NWO. You're right. Yep. I agree with that. That was definitely unexpected. That, that was definitely. But you heard what Hogan said, the background behind it. He said that, you know, that it would take his character from the WWF and saying, let's say he was going to do that, he would do that for the money. And then Hogan said, ooh, this might sound pretty good. And look at what happened. And technically, that's that hit my own head on that. I mean, think about it. And at one time, they were uh, talking about Sting or Bret Hart actually becoming the third person, if you remember. I was I was he- hearing that Sting was more hinted to do that instead of. Um, and then eventually, I think they decided just to. Run with Hogan, and also what got me was when they finally changed Sting's look. Remember what was the story behind that? I think it was Scott Hall that was kind of convinced Sting to kind of change his look. Hmm. To go from the colorful tights that he always wore hmm. to being inspired by that movie, The Crow. Yep. I think it yep. was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was The Crow. Um, so yeah, I think it was Scott Hall that inspired that 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 recommended Steam to kind of change the look a little bit, and that's why he changed, and, and that's what that was so. but the good discussion here, guys. Uh, let me let me get this out of the way here, right fast. Uh, 1605 562 caller ID 138055-pound. Uh, Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. Happy April 4th Day. April 4th Day, everyone. 
episode 815 of WWS Revolution. We have right here Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw along with the Iceman Jared DiGiorno. Uh Also, of course, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel here with us. Uh, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, of course, had to leave us. But we hope to hear from him, of course, tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack here as well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, now, um, speaking, speaking of which here, and uh, I just happened to notice here uh, that uh, I believe when we had our uh, internet glitch a little while ago, we actually unfortunately lost the live video feed from WWS HIF Alliance. Uh, we may have probably gotten a pretty good amount of the video in prior to that. And I apologize to those that was on, on there tonight. Um, my apologies for that. We just had like a hiccup on, um, we just had a, a hiccup on, as I call it, of course, on, um, <clears throat> boy, that's belch, but I mean, uh, but we also had a hiccup on, uh, on what they call, they call it internet hiccup, of course. And so we will, like I said, depending upon how we deal with the video, we'll, we'll, we may try it here in the next couple of weeks or so, try once again, putting another, <clears throat> put another video, of course, on that, on that page here as well. But coming up tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, on NWO Wolfpack, the second installment here, 138521 pound. Be sure to, of course, uh, check, uh, to check us out here as we, of course, give you the latest person news and views. Also, of course, give you, um, um, of course, uh, history and birthdays. Also, we'll get you, our guys here thoughts and opinions, personal opinions about what happened tonight with AEW and NXT. And also, of course, we're going to do some here in just a few moments. But we uh, also will get you some more matches in here, of course, as always, for the um, um, Blast from the Past Wrestling Pay-Per-View Extravaganza. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, you have not heard me you have not heard me talk about here just that much. And I am going to just simply go ahead and mention it here one more time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> that we are not going to be doing a, a prediction title challenge for WrestleMania 36 because based upon everything that's been going on here, of course, technically, we've all been saying that they should have been having this show to begin with, seeing how the, the current situation and everything with the, of course, infamous uh, um, flu ball, known as, of course, the coronavirus or Bud Light virus or Jack Daniels virus, whatever you want to call it. This um, <laughs> you know, is something I'm sick and tired of, you know, of hearing about. Um, but uh, based, upon, based upon all the, the what? <laughs> the Folgers virus. Jack Daniels got a little bit of that, too. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, but based, anyway, based upon anyway, based upon that, um, based based upon that here, um, uh, we we of course we will we will just simply keep up. I know John's gonna be doing his, so we'll just focus on John's, and 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 what we what we'll do is, like I said, we'll uh, invite John to of course give us the results of that from his stuff here. Uh, from his uh, from his championship challenge that he's doing right there, so we're going to step aside for WrestleMania 36 this year because, like I said, pretty much my personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen, as the founder of WCWS, it's not worth doing. The way WrestleMania status is this year, it's not worth doing, in my personal opinion. 
I will resume it for the next pay-per-view if, of course, which are, we're hoping it gets back to normal, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens with this. But be sure to listen in on NWO Wolfpack, of course, tomorrow night, 138-521 pound. Our live video feed tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, will be from WWS Universe, which is, of course, the very first page in the stable of groups on Facebook, and also the page where our Hall of Champions is located. So if anybody wants to see what's, if anybody ever wants to see, of course, who is, who has what belt and uh, wants to, uh, of course, challenge for what belt, of course, they can go on that page and take a look at the list right there. So check it out tomorrow night, of course, on NWO. You know what they This is what they said. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. but uh, anyway, like I said, in regards to a story here that I actually read here earlier today, uh, and I'm sure, Mitt, you probably saw her about it. I told AD about it. Uh, um, I haven't read the story. I've looked, I glanced over it, but I, I, just, I just posted it because I figured it would be interesting to read for some folks. Apparently now, for some reason, WWE, is a rumor flying around that WWE may decide to take time off after WrestleMania 36. At least until, of course, I'm sure what's, what's going on with the with this pandemic. And I did have someone, I did, I did make a comment myself and someone else actually commented behind me. And, and believe it or not, this will surprise me. It really will if this happens. But the person that made the comment, but the person that commented behind me not too long ago, just pretty much said that it's very, very doubtful that's going to be a surprise. But I think it is, in my personal opinion. So, but if y'all check out the story, it's on the Revolution Radio Facebook page if you want to pull that story out there, indeed. Uh, anyway, guys, we got a few moments here. I'm just going to run down some quick matchups here to give y'all y'all's personal take here about uh, <clears throat> about some of these matches here. And uh, please feel free to throw out your thoughts as well if you wish, please. Uh, <clears throat> JD, we'll start with you. Then we'll go to Mitt right here. Two of y'all here. The first match that I have to talk about tonight, we go back to uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is Raw or SmackDown. I'm not sure which one this is. I'm not sure what it is. It is a six-person mixed tag team match from June 22nd, 2000. It is the Hardy Boys teaming up with Lita versus TNA teaming up with Trish Stratus. J.D., your thoughts here? Yeah, this was a very early variation of uh, Trish and TNA with Heston Howard against Lita and the Hardys. I think it was 2000, if I remember, or 2001, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, Very good six-person tag. Like I said, Lita and Trish were just coming into their own. And like I said, Test and Albert, of course, as you know, were a very unique duo, shall we say, however, as a team, being managed, of course, by Trish Howard. So, yeah, it wasn't a bad match. I'd say it was pretty good. Yeah, what this says here is June 22nd, 2000, when it took place. 
But I'm not sure if it was Raw or SmackDown. That's all I'm saying. Didn't say. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts about this match? Yeah, so, so I think they were on Raw because I remember TNA and Hardy was on Raw for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Thank you there, Mitt. Uh, let me see here. Oh, yes. There's one that I, I saw earlier that I definitely about this. Y'all want to go a little old school? We're going to go really old school here. We're going to go back to 1992. How about that, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go to we're going we're going to go to WrestleMania eight, and we're going to say with the WWF title on the line, Ric Flair defending the belt against the Macho Man Randy Savage. JD, your thoughts about this match? Oh yeah, dear brother, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Let me tell you what I think. I just watched this on Sunday, actually, for the first time in a long time, and I forgot how good this was. I mean, this was really, really good, if you remember. However, these two guys really, uh, at the time, however, had a serious dislike with one another, especially with the way Kurt Henning and Flair was, however, by driving Elizabeth and uh, the Macho Man crazy. And uh, Macho was definitely not very happy, if you remember, at the time, however. And, uh, (coughs) excuse me. He uh, definitely showed uh, on this night uh, that he wasn't here to play games. He was here to get the job done and take back what was once his hour. And, uh, yeah, this this was a very uh, good match, I would say. This was one of the two, excuse me, two matches. That was good on WrestleMania 8. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts about WrestleMania 8, 1992, Rick Flair versus Randy Savage, WWF title match. Yeah, this was a really, really good match. I enjoyed the storyline, especially when they had the whole Ric Flair and Macho Man fighting over Mr. Elizabeth. It was really good. It was watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Next match up here. I think I mentioned this a little while ago, but I'm going to go over it again one more time. Uh, we're going to go back here. Uh, this was, uh, I want to say, Hold on one second. Let me double check. This was about eight years ago, so that would have been about 2012, I think. And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong on this account. This was a, a Hell in a Cell match. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, Shawn Michaels was a special referee in this. The Undertaker taking on Triple H. JD, your thoughts about this? Great match here. I mean, three Hall of Famers, no doubt about it, however, showing what they are capable of. And this was at Mania 20. Like I said, this was in Hell in a Cell. I remember this was the first time Mania had reached Hell in a Cell at the time, Howard. And it was still a damn good match. And at the end of the night, Howard, you cannot say that these three absolutely went out there and stole the show. This was definitely a brutal, crazy, wild, insane, out-of-control match, to say the least. And it was good, to say the least. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts here. Uh, WrestleMania 28, Hell in a Cell, Undertaker versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels. Special guest for Yeah, uh, really good match. My original thought was Sean was going to turn on Triple H based on the history, but it was pretty good. Okay, all right. The next one here, we're going to this one, we're going to go back a, just a little ways. We're going to downgrade this here. But I do believe this looks like it's from SmackDown. October 11th, 2001. Yes, October 11th, 
2001. This was for the European Championship. Uh, I'm not sure which one was the champion, but uh, this match was Kane versus the Hurricane, and the Hurricane had Mighty Molly in his corner. Uh, JD, any thoughts about this one? This was a good match, however, if you remember, however, too, however, this was a month after what had happened to America, however, and they needed something to liven it up, however, and at the end of the day, however, you saw a pretty good match with two good wrestlers, however, I think if I remember correctly, I do believe, I think the Hurricane was the European champion, if I remember, at this time, I think, I could be wrong, I'll have to double check my notes to be sure, uh, that being said, it was a pretty good match and very entertaining. Your thoughts about this, October 11th, 2001, Kane versus the Hurricane with Mighty Molly. This was a match for the European Championship. I agree with JD on this. And yes, Hurricane was okay. the European Champion. What? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um there is something on here, and it's got a picture of five superstars here. Yeah, it was short. But yeah, as, 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 as the champion. It was only it was a short match, though. It was okay. Um, but I want to ask just a personal opinion about this before we go to another match, okay, guys? Just y'all's personal opinion. There's no right or wrong answers here because it is. It would be, I'm sure, it's kind of a tough call. They only got five guys listed. Okay, we're going to just use these five guys, and I'm I, I'm going to ask you out of these five. I'm going to ask this following question: Y'all give your personal opinion out of these five wrestlers. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Based upon that, out of the following five wrestlers here that I'm about to name, who do you think was was it said here the master? But I'm going to say a master of the spine buster, and I'm going to give you the five they got listed here. Um. And that the five I have listed here are as follows. Carl Anderson, Batista, John Cena, Triple H, or Bobby Roode. J.D., your thoughts, please. I think Batista delivers a pretty damn good spine buster, although Triple H is right up there. I would put those two as the top two. Carl Anderson would be number three, Cena would be four, and then Roode would be five. Mitt, uh, Carl Anderson, Batista, John Cena, Triple H, and Bobby Roode. Uh, from the best to the worst, I guess, who do you think would be the best? Who be who uses the who uses the spine but but who uses the spine buster the best? There you go. I'll say it in a minute. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had to agree with JD here. Batista spine buster had more power, but I feel Triple H had more impact. With the spun buster. Right, right. Of course, guys, even though he's not pictured, you know who would be pretty much the godfather of that move? Double A. There you go. I don't think Triple H, Batista, all these guys couldn't have done it without even seeing how Double A did it, because they do it almost similar to what Double A did. See, one was saying about that talk, Triple H, I will say one thing. It did take moves from, from other legendary superstars. The two he did very well was the spine buster from Arn Anderson, and he did the mm-hmm. high knee from Harley Race. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember that. So, so I'm, I remember that indeed. Uh, 
Okay, let's see here. Uh, give me just a second here. Uh, let me give me just a second here, and I'll. Uh, um, okay, here we go. Okay, how about, <laughs> let's go back to WrestleMania here. This is a WWE title match. WrestleMania 22, John Cena versus Triple H. JD, your thoughts here. Which one's this from again? WrestleMania 22, Cena versus Triple H, WWE title match. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, I will say. It was decent. But it wasn't the match that sold, sold it for me at Mania 22. Okay. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts here, please. Yeah, same thing. It was okay, but it could have done better. Now let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to stay with WrestleMania theme here, guys. Uh, but we're going to shift from the men to the women. Yeah, we don't do too many women's matches. I'm going to try to start finding a lot more women's matches in this, too. Let's go to, I want to say, let me see. All right, JD. I'm gonna probably need you to help me out here. When was when was the last time? And I may be wrong. I may be wrong about this. But I'm just gonna take a shot at this. When was the last time WrestleMania was in New Orleans? Just a few years ago. Be 34. It was 34. Okay. And and you and then when I say this match, you tell me if this is when this took place. I might need you to help me out here with this. But it doesn't say here. This was a SmackDown women's title match with Charlotte against Asuka. Yep, that was, was that WrestleMania 34. Yes, that was May 34. Yeah, and that was, a, that was a damn good match, too. That was when Asuka had her streak on the line and Charlotte stopped her. And the fans, if you just saw, just like it was with Brock and Taker, the fans were shocked as hell when Charlotte won against Asuka. No one thought Asuka was going to lose that match that night. I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. I was the same way. Like I said, I mean, I saw Taker and Brock four years before that, however, and no one thought that was happening, like I said, six years ago. Four, like I said, fast forward the clock four years later, here we go. It's Charlotte and Oscar, how and another streak ends in the Big Easy. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Certainly. Mitt, did you have any more thoughts about that match? Yeah, it was pretty good. I was expecting Oscar to win to continue the streak, but a lot of people were. And again, yep. and again, they had to. You saw it as woman reigning in this match. Well, there you go. Next one here, we're going to turn back the clock a little bit more. We're going to go to Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, this was, I believe, May 6, 2002. This looks like, yes. May 6, 2002. This was a six, six man tag team match. Pitting the team of Rick Flair, Bradshaw, and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the NWO. JD, your thoughts here about this? One of the few times that Austin and Flair would team up, which is pretty crazy when you think about it, considering the NWO at the time, however, had had their issues, however, of course, mind you, going into after debuting in February, however. We all know what happened in Mania 18 with Hogan and, of course, uh, The Rock, as well as Hall and Austin. Uh, I think this is, if I remember correctly, this is when Nash tore his quad, I remember, 
However, mind you, however, in that match, however, and was out of action for quite a while. And that's what pretty much uh, sank the return of the NWO in a way, however, because everyone was hoping that Nash and uh, Hall and them would uh, continue to do something. And I think that was when he messed up his quad and pretty much uh, that pretty much ruined any chance of the NWO continuing to be uh, a big thing, however, despite the fact that he had come in, however, and were hoping that they were going to make a big impact. And uh, they kind of had a letdown. Mitt, your thoughts about uh, Ric Flair, Bradshaw, and Stone Cold versus the NWO in a six-man tag, uh, May 6, 2002, from Monday Night Raw? Yeah, I have the same thought as JD. Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, before, before I go on here, I need to confirm something here. JD, you might be able to go. You were talking about NXT earlier. Something about Joaquin Wilde was abducted by somebody on NXT tonight. Do you know anything about that? I think if I remember correctly, Joaquin Wilde was fighting Kushida. Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. Right, he was abducted by masked men. Is that correct? Was, did that, was, did that, was that? What's that? He was well, one? according to the video that we just posted, he was abducted by masked men. Yeah, that's, yes, yes. Raul Mendoza. Yes, yes. He focused sheet in the match, but he was abducted. Yes, that's correct. Raul Mendoza was the same way. That's been going on the last couple weeks. They don't even know who it is yet. Yes. Okay, yeah, because the video was posted about not even over, well, a little over 30 minutes ago, so I, yep, I was yep. just curious if you did hear about it. it. Okay, all right. Anyway, we'll do a couple more before we close up shop here, guys. Uh, just like I said, wet your whistle here. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see here. Um, let me see here. Um. Let me, but then, but based upon, let me tell you why I'm looking for this. Let me tell you about a story here. Let me tell, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you about this story here. I just mentioned I, I posted on the Revolution Radio page. Personal opinion, yes or no, in your personal opinion, guys. JD, I'll ask you first. Do you think? Do you think that the WWE is not going to do anything else at all after WrestleMania 36? Yes or no? You know, that is a very, very good question. I would say at this point, however, they're going to try. They're damn going to sure as hell try to do something. But, you know, I think it would be wise to just say, you know what, Howard? No. I'd say you need a break. Take a little vacation. Rest up. Heal up. Get your body back into shape, however, if it isn't in shape already, however. Just relax. And then go back to work sometime in the middle of May or late May, early June. Okay, but that's what they're talking about doing, shutting down everything, not doing anything else at all, but it's a rumor flying around. It's not even confirmed yet, but okay. But so you honestly, you think it for the time being, they're just going to, you think they, they you think they might. They have to, they, they've they got to, they have no, they've got to. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, even though in AEW might have to do the same too, as much as I hate to say it, even though they just started this tournament thing, they're going to have to do it. I mean, they're starting next week, but 
I mean, maybe they'll get through a couple of tournaments. Maybe they'll do an all-night thing t- tomorrow, next week, however. And then the winner of those four matches, however, will meet, however, in the semis and then the finals, however, the same night, however. I mean, right now, however, they did enough tonight, however, like I said, they did okay tonight for what they did. But, I mean, they might take a break, right. too. You never know. But do you think they'll have to based upon the fact that what's, what, what they got going on in Florida with the stay-at-home? Yes, they have I mean, to. Because they're, I mean, like we said, there was talk power after the April 9 expiration next Thursday. They might do a live SmackDown on the 10th hour. But the thing is, they're going to be taped from the Full Sail University for the next month, maybe rest of the month into early May. Because already they canceled the April 27th Mohegan Sun show, like I said, in Connecticut, which is supposed to be that night. Then the thing is, they're supposed to be technically May 1st in Albany for SmackDown. That's nine days before supposedly Money in the Bank. Plus, you're going to be in Worcester, Mass. on the 4th of May, that Monday, the go-home show, that Monday, supposedly, before Money, uh, Money in the Bank, which is supposed to be in Baltimore on Mother's Day, and then the next night in Wilkes-Barre. The thing is, though, you might not do a show, as we said before, we've talked about this so many times the last couple of weeks, maybe until mid to late May, early June. Never know. Mitt, your feelings feelings about this? At this point, I don't trust Dodori, because they don't do the right thing half the time, but I would say no, they're going to steal the war and SmackDown. Do you, do, you, do, you think, do you think they're going to actually be forced to do so because of this order? I do, but dang again, you know, Vincent right. Mendes, he'd be desperate to sing. There's so much going on, damn it. I'm, damn it, I'm Vince yes. McMahon. I have these grapefruits in my balls. And oh, they're all God. shriveled up and moldy. this is true this is true oh god that's true oh lord okay now let's go from a match to a moment here i'm sure y'all remember this moment let me throw this let me throw this up here august 7th 2000 this was on monday night raw i remember seeing this clip many many times the moment this was during the time that the Undertaker was doing the the biker gimmick, which I love the I love the biker gimmick. I like both of them. I like the biker gimmick too, mostly. Yeah. Anyway, you might recall JD. You might remember this moment. I think maybe you might remember it too. But like I said, August seventh, two thousand, when the Undertaker returns, I believe it's because of getting retaliation for the Big Show injuring Kane and Kane being out of action. Yes. That he mm-hmm. throws the big show off the stage. You remember this, JD? I do recall it. Yes, I do. What's your what's your thoughts about this moment, please? Well, I mean, you think about it, Kane was looking uh it was it was retribution time, however, and it was only fitting you had to do something like this. However, the question was how was it worth it, however? Was it uh a good moment to let everyone uh stand up and cheer? Was it uh exciting? I mean some people liked it. Some people didn't. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. You know, it depends on your view. Uh, and of course, you remember. I think what was it that Shane McMahon tried to get involved, and Shane jumped off of it and landed on part of the uh, one on the one of the sides of the Titan, trying to try to get away from the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And that's when that drew the big show up there, and and he dragged Big Show off of the chain off on the. Thing. 
Oh, boy, that was brutal. My personal opinion, I thought it was. Mitt, your thoughts about this moment? If you remember this, August 7th, 2000? <clears throat> Not that. <laughs> <so>. um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have the same opinion with JD on this. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's do. Let's do. I'm. I'm trying to find a good one here to good close out here for the for the uh, for the night before we go here because I got one. They just said, according to NBC News, statewide stay-at-home orders increase as number of cases surpass two hundred thousand. According to NBC News, it was posted an hour ago. You find the video on YouTube. Uh, um let's see let me i gotta tell you what i got one in jd you you do yours to close out no i'll uh, say mine tomorrow night until tomorrow no no well i know but it, be, it might be only fair because i haven't let y'all do one on this so i mean and mitt i'll make it up to you i'll if you if you pop on tomorrow night we do this mm-hmm. with all respect to JD, with all respect to jd and everybody else I'll let you do. I'll let you pick out one first. I'll make it up. Okay. Okay. If you come on. Okay. If you come on tomorrow, let us know. If you can or not. Okay. Let us know. Okay. Um, this is a moment I think JD. We all remember this. <clears throat> Monday Night Raw, July fourteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. During the match for the tag title, Stone Cold is right now fighting alone against Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Who comes down to team up with him? Dude, love. Oh, have mercy. JD, your thoughts about this? Yeah, this was right after I remember the Canadian Stampede, and Mick wasn't. Austin didn't know if he could trust Mick then, if you remember how, because the hearts were considered like heroes and gods in, up there in Canada. This was after, I guess, the night after, or maybe it was the week after the Canadian Stampede. Uh,. This was interesting because Austin, like I said, how over the years has always had a love-hate relationship with Mick Howard. As a friend outside the ring, I know how inside the ring, how it's love-hate, Howard. But outside the ring, I know they've been very good friends for a long time. This was a very unique moment to see this happen. And of all places, Bizarro World, as everyone has called Kata for many years. And it was a good match, though. It really was. Uh, Mitt, you're... Mitt, your thoughts here about this? Of course, uh, tag team time match Stone Cold ends up with an unlikely partner. Of all people, dude, love. Your thoughts here, please. Yeah, it was a pretty decent match. It's like JD said, they had the love hate chemistry with him and I mean with Austin and Mick, but it was decent. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, JD, my man, close it out for us. Let's see what you got. Okay. We're going to go to December 13th, however, 1988, Chicago. AWA Super Clash 3, considered the worst pay-per-view of all time, but the match that was actually the only good one on the show, a unification match, and it has been shown many times, however, over, however, I think everyone might remember this, Jerry the King Lawler versus Kerry Von Erich. Title versus title. I think it was was it, they were combining the AWA and WCCW yes, world that's right. titles. So I think it was. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, I remember seeing this. This was when I think they were talking about Jerry Lawler on the 
greatest wrestling stars of the 80s DVD. This was a match that they put in the extra stuff right here. Yeah. I'm glad they showed the full match. I'm really glad they did. Um, what got me was was that, like I said, that Kerry Von Erich was already bleeding even before the match. There was something. Yeah, he split know, his arm when he hit rope. the rope. Yeah, he hit his arm in the, for the first few seconds. You could see he no, hit, just he split open. Yeah, I thought we opened up. We, I, I see, you know, he, he turned take off his robe and looked like he cut something when he took off his robe or something like that. I mean, that's what I thought it was, but I mean, I, I mean, that's, well, anyway, like I said, that was, uh, that was, uh, that wasn't too, that wasn't too, um, I, I do remember that. And I think the referee, of course, in a controversial fashion, the referee kept checking on him and all that. And Marty the guy that ran Marty WCC. Miller, yep. Marty Miller was, yeah. That, that, that's the referee. I'll call him the man that ran WCC. That was his name, Busick. What was his name? Frank Dusick, oh, Frank Dusick was in Carrie's corner, yeah, but Marty Frank Miller was the referee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Frank Dusick, kept, because, because the referee, Marty Miller, kept checking Carrie yeah, Von Yeah, was screaming at Marty Miller. He said there's nothing wrong with him letting him continue the match. He was trying to tell him to stop doing it. And, but still, what happened was Carrie Von Erich, uh, he felt that Carrie Von Erich was... Uh, uh, was like I said, was not able to continue because he said he had blood in his face, in, in his yeah. eyes, and all that. Right. So, um, I admit your thoughts here. Super Super Clash Three, 1988, unification match: Jerry Lawler versus Kerry Von Erich. Um, I had the same opinion as JD here. Okay. I'm going to leave y'all with one just to ponder, and we'll talk about this one tomorrow night. But this is off of WWE and everything else. This is from Ring of Honor. We'll talk about this match tomorrow night after Mitt does his match, okay? But I want to leave y'all with this one, just something to think about. Ring of Honor Salvation 2010. Um, Tyler Block, as you know, is now, of course, of course known as the Demon Seed, Seth Rollins. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, of course, we now know him as Kevin Owens. Of course, we know him as Kevin Steen back in during that time. So think about that one, guys, and we'll do some, we'll do some discussion about that one tomorrow night. Believe it or not, uh, you, they're going to premiere that this, this full match, uh, Ring of Honor is, Tomorrow night at nine o'clock on YouTube. Yeah. Tomorrow night at nine o'clock. That, that, that's a great yeah. match, though, when you think about it, too. Think about. Oh so, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about that one tomorrow night, though, guys. So I want to get everybody. I like to get other opinions as well. But Mitt, you'll start off tomorrow when we start doing the, the talking about older matches. Okay. Let's be thinking of what okay. we want to talk about, and just and just like let us know if you can do it, or if you can't make it, if you want to tell me or tell JD. We'll talk about it, but still, whatever you want to do is fine. Okay, whatever you can do is fine. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, anything else you wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? JD, I'll ask you first. I will be a little late getting in tomorrow, so bear with me. However, if I'm a little late, bear with me. Uh, I will be back. We have my AEW NXT thoughts again, but obviously, however, the couple days till uh, this very slow, very subpar, very stinky 
shitty, mediocre, mediocre, subpar show that we're going to see this weekend. We're going to try John Howard. No, that's not an April Fool's gag. That's legit, folks. I mean, I mean, I would have been, up, I would have been not even actually tomorrow morning early this time, however, for Tampa. But I'm going to grin in my teeth and bear it, however, as best we can. But I got a good closing team. And no, it's not going to be everyone's spirit uh, April like a full joke, however, we had, however. <laughs> that we had last night. Oh, no, however. I have something better than that. I just say that, but I have something very By the way, by the way guys, according to Wikipedia, it's now saying there are 16 matches for WrestleMania. How many of them are going to be cut? That's 16. Okay, well, I'm not going. We all know who's involved in the matches. We won't go into that part of it. Let me just tell you what the matches. Oh, are, and okay? one other story. Yeah. Uh, if anyone does know the name, Adam. Sorry, Adam Schlesinger, C S C H L E S Singer. Does anyone know that name? Confounds of Wayne. Not right off hand. Well, apparently, our thoughts and prayers with his family tonight. Apparently, the co-founder frontman for the group, however, apparently, after falling ill a week ago, and who was hospitalized, passed away tragically and suddenly today at the age of 52. He was the lead singer. Who was what did he The coronavirus, apparently. He was 52. The second musician to die of coronavirus. The first one was Joe Diffie, the country singer. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, he, my friend Tim told me about that a couple of days ago. I heard about that with Joe Diffie. Yes. So our thoughts and prayers were Joe Diffie one. and certainly uh, Adam Schlesinger tonight are at his family. Absolutely. Thank you, there, JD. And please post that on a couple of our pages as well. So I will. I'll pick that up. No Thank you there, JD. Well, let's run, let, me, let me run this down here. We all know who's involved in the matches. I, will, like, I won't go into that detail here. We got an NXT women's title match, a WWE title match, a Universal title match, a Raw women's title match. You got the Firefly Funhouse match, a Fatal Five Way for the SmackDown women's title. You got the Boneyard match. You got KO versus Seth. You got a triple threat for the SmackDown tag titles. You got a tag match for the Raw tag titles. You got Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. You got Elias versus Burger King Corbin. Uh, <clears throat> you got a last man standing match. You got an Intercontinental title match. You got the women. Here was the one they added Women's tag team title match. Odd. It's not a, and it's not a, it's not a triple threat. It's a it's a straight on straightforward team on team match. Apparently, Alexa and Nikki Cross are going to be the ones to face the Kabuki Warriors. Yep, it was Natalia and Phoenix and Natty. They were supposed to clean that too. Yeah. Now, of course, I guess because of this deal with the coronavirus, that's not going to probably happen now. Well, I also and then of course you got to been competing in Japan the last couple weeks too. She might be going back to Japan soon. Well, you might be, she might be leaving WWE. Talk about it. Yeah, because she hasn't been on wall lately. Yeah. That's part of the reason Oscar wasn't defending mm-hmm. the women's tag t- title. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And also, you got Otis versus Ziggler. 
Nothing. They haven't updated any. I mean, they. I mean, they did update the universal thing to where it said, it said to be announced in place of Roman Reigns, but they put Roman Reigns' name back up on it. So did yeah, he? Did, did he wrestle or not? Or did he no. wrestle? Or, but he, he said no, he was a good. He did not. Did why as, far as, there, as far as I know, he did not because apparently, from what I remember hearing, however. In that match, however, Braun won the title. So, so it was Braun. So technically, it was Braun Strowman that replaced Roman, and it was Braun that defeated Goldberg. And 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 after Sunday, we will see Braun Strowman holding that belt. Yeah, and plus, I've been hearing like three or four matches might be like you said sixteen. There might be four. I mean, that, I mean, like I said, there was probably going to be like maybe five. I guess five or six maybe canceled. I don't know which ones are canceled yet. I mean, there's been talk. The IC title match between Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn might be out. There's talk about Elias and possibly Corbin. Dolph, Otis, and Dolph are being talked about being pushed out. That needs to be I mean, canceled. What's that? The Dolph and Otis need to be canceled. There's no point for that. I agree. It's just it's, the, That match is probably the worst match by far. It's going to be one of the worst matches of the card by far. Well, let me tell you something about this, and I'll say it again. Mint, I agree with what you said. JD, I agree with what you said. But here's my assessment. You said there's supposed to be several of these matches that have been pushed out. The whole blame show should have been pushed out because it shouldn't have been happening. That shows how much of a heart Vince has. He has none. Well, the way I... Not anymore. The way I see it, why he's doing it is you can't continue some of these feuds throughout the summer. You know, take a break and continue Solid and Rhea and Randy and Edge feud. Because, like Edge, he probably came back and just for a little bit and then take a break to do some other project. Well, you know what? What would have gotten me, though? Let me go ahead and say this. I agree with that, Mitt, but I'll also ponder this for just a second. The best thing they could have possibly done was if they were going to film it now, film it now, but not show it until later. They could have done that. But, or they could have done it early before this thing even got worse, you know? Yeah, I mean, seriously, they could have, but Vince McMahon is a tough nut to crack sometimes. He is a tough nut, but he has not. So, I mean, think about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Mitt, anything else? Yeah, Yeah, anything else you wish to add? Please go ahead. Yeah, I do. Well, yesterday, some of y'all witnessed Mr. Fonzie. Won that title last night against Don Boss. He, he retained. Think, he retained one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll. Go ahead. I was telling you, Fonzie, enjoy holding that little shiny title because I'm coming for it. Oh, you want the one that Fonzie beat John for? Is that, yeah. is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Now you remember. 
remember Fonzie retained the one that he had too. So it was a title versus title, you see. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but you, but you're you're aiming for the one that he won from John. Is that what you're mentioning? Yes. All right, JD. Looks like we may have another match in the works here. Yes. And it appears, it appears, ladies and gentlemen, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, has thrown down the gold, if you will. I'll say it in that fashion because he has now challenged the new WCWS <laughs> champion to a to a one-on-one -on -one, uh, uh, to a wrestling championship series matchup here for that title. Uh, Mitt, I would assume. Uh, family feud style matchup, yes. possibly. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So we will talk to Fonzie. Um, hopefully, we'll probably try to talk to him tomorrow. Um, we'll we'll try planning out between tomorrow and Friday. We don't do it this week. Next week, definitely. Uh, we will. We will definitely, of course, schedule that matchup mm -hmm. because I know that. I know that uh, you would be itching very much so to um, to hold that uh, to hold that contest. So to hold this match up here, because remember, you are actually speaking of John. You actually are going after one of his after one of the prediction title challenges we did. I think what was it back in February? I believe so. I think yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, I think it was the NXT. Yes, I think it was the Undisputed Era title that John decided that he wanted. You actually chose that one uh, mm -hmm. to to ch the challenge for. It was so you've got to so okay. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Key Club's Mid Patel is making his face and voice known to the WWS, especially in the Trivia Championship Series. He is, of course, now he is in he's in line to face the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. For the NXT US Undisputed Era Championship. And now he has challenged the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for the, of course, the WWS American Dream Championship. As you know, Fonzie in a very close victory here. As I said earlier tonight, 209 to 167. Got by the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, to not only keep his belt, which was the DX US Second Championship, but he also won, like I said, the, the American Dream belt from John. So, so Mitt is making his presence known here, guys. And I think Mitt, Mitt I think I, we like to we met Mitt. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, sorry, Mitt. Sorry. Uh, but Mitt is is be is, is making his presence known, ladies and gentlemen. So he is going to he's going to, of course, like I said, uh, this is he's going to be like the rock. He's going to simply tell Fonzie to just break it. Okay, thank you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> There you go, uh, and Mitt, uh, and we, and I may consider doing some music tomorrow night. I have to see what I can find out. Speaking of which, speaking of music, uh, I said it before here before we go off the air. JD, I'm sure you and Mitt kind of agree with this. The only good thing about WrestleMania this year was their official theme song. <laughs> am I right? Yep. Am I right? Bonded 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 but then, that, but then let me ask you this first. Doesn't it sound like that thing was done back in the eighties? Seriously. Yes, it does. It does. That's why I love. It. That's one reason why I like it. That's what it sounds like to me. 
I mean, I thought it was great. Oh, and by the way, I asked you about how the week. Go ahead. Um, when I first heard the song, I was thinking that um, what's that song called? The one had that video with the paper airplane and all that. It was like, oh, I know what it is. I, I can picture it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking. Of. Yeah. I was thinking of oh, that oh, song. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, I tell you that oh, WWE has made two good right. WWE, in terms of music for their events, this is actually the second good one. The second, the second one that they had it was actually fairly decent. And I'm sure JD, you've heard me play this one many, many times. The other one was one they did for the Royal Rumble. It was the one called Rumble by um, yep. um, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, I can't think of it. Oh, God. I know the song was called Rumble. That's what the song was called. Give me a minute. His last name is... Uh, um, give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, oh, God. Oh, I got it. I got it. Zade Wolf. Zade Wolf. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yes. That's right. Zade yeah okay i'm here to rumble okay um but yeah there you go but i i that they actually have some pretty decent choices for music for the main pay-per-views this year but if, if the shows were just that if the shows were good it would be all right <laughs> Ooh. okay low blow <laughs> anyway on that note here folks we thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode 815 of wws revolution I definitely want to thank in order here the Iceman, Jerry Dramo, as well as the King of Clubs, Mint Patel, also the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonte, here for joining us. Also, I do once again apologize to those who did join us on our live video feed tonight from WWUS HIAF Alliance, and I apologize for the internet hiccup we had earlier here tonight. But we will be doing that video hopefully within maybe the next couple of weeks from that page. We will try it again very, very soon. Hopefully, we'll have that up situated here without any problem at all whatsoever uh remember let's go check out nwo wolfpack tomorrow night 138521 path of course our thoughts and opinions about aew and nxt after your news and views and history and birthdays as well as of course ladies and gentlemen we will talk about uh our more of our blast from the past wrestling pay-per-view extravaganza we'll get to hear from the king of clubs tomorrow night and he will be starting off our wrestling pay-per-view extravaganza. So, uh, big time here. <clears throat> and also, a thought about the match I didn't mention here, the uh, Ring of Honor. There as well. So, 138 Be sure to join us on the live video feed tomorrow night from WWS Universe. Be sure to join us from there here tomorrow night as well. Uh, <clears throat> episode 15 of Revolution is. Of course, is a live is a broad is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on talkshoe.com. We of course are of course four, four years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. As, as, as Jim was always be sure to check out today. Internet retail will be eternally distinctive individual. And also on Facebook, don't forget to check out Bulldog DVD sales and variety. Facebook.com forward slash group sports football DVD sales variety. We take a bite out of the cost and enjoy your favorite selection. Uh, 
one new list just posted here just recently here. I can tell you guys on that list, um, we did post, I think Mitch already left, but I did post a, actually there are two lists on there that just recently contain two older wrestling DVDs. And guess what? Here's the two things in common. Number one, they're both WWF, WWE, WWF DVDs. And second of all, both of them feature The Rock. So if you're interested, they're there. Um, remember, one DVDs and Blu-ray is one or two DVDs worth one dollar. And of course, DVDs and Blu-rays are three or more Disney set are worth two dollars. DVDs in the jewel cases, fifty cents a piece. And also, of course, the four disc set of movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger is worth three dollars. Check that out here today. Of course, like I said, it'll be on Facebook. If you're interested, please let me know. Uh, let's do some business and talk some shop. Episode 815 of Revolution. Now he says the broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, of course, is always right here on talkshoe.com. Uh, don't forget to join us tomorrow night, of course, on the NWO Wolfpack 138-521-pound. <clears throat> for now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here is the ice cream, Jerry Duolamo, with a closing theme to close out Revolution 815. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. You're going to be my best man, Harry. Oh, good. I promise. Thank you. You have just earned yourself a seat at the head table, pal. (laughs) We already got the tuxes. (laughs) Boy, this party really died. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is of course <clears throat> this is of course like we said the WWS Radio Network. We'll talk tomorrow night, of course, on NWO Wolfpack. Take care and as always <clears throat> take care and always of course God bless. And with no disrespect to anybody here, I gotta say this. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.